Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by an energy bar that is filled with protein, vitamin B12, and lots of other vitamins and flavor. Exo protein bars are made from cricket powder, one of the most sustainable food sources on the earth, and they taste great. My personal favorite, guys, is the peanut butter. Check them out at exoprotein.com, and don't forget to type in that coupon code BACKPACKING for 15% off. Warning. Use the following piece of gear with caution. If you're too creative, people may start calling you MacGyver. What's going on, guys? What's going on? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who loves the outdoors so much that he will often just wander out there with a buck knife and mow the grass <laughs> just to make it look prettier. Carl Mandrioli. What's up, dude? Hey, man. It's good to catch up with you again. And yeah, I'm excited for today's episode. With me today, Derek Somerville believes that a string can never win a race because it'll always end up in a tie. <laughs> string. Did you did you Google that joke? Maybe. You that. Maybe. That's a pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty standard joke. I think I've, that a joke, great. something like that's been around for ever but i still feel like you needed to google it though it's possible maybe a little a little clue to where we might be going with our underrated and sometimes underutilized piece of gear for today so indeed yeah i'm ready for today's episode but it is brought to us first of all by summitstrength.com you guys ever had Mm, knee pain foot pain back pain do you need nutrition training do you need mindset training all these things can be uh, provided for you on summitstrength.com.au. Check it out. So what is our underrated piece of gear that we are going to hit today? Something that can be used for a million things. Uh, a million? M- wow. Probably my favorite is to tie you up to a tree when you've been sassy. Um, <laughs> paracord. Sassy. We're talking about paracord today, dude. We're talking about paracord. Is it paracord or is it parachute cord? It's You're going to... It's paracord. Let's just let's just be honest. Okay. It's paracord. Let's be let's be honest. Let's be honest. If you want to be weird, it's the same thing. You can call it parachute cord. We want to make sure we're on the same page here. You know, tomato, 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 tomato. Right, right. I just want to make sure we're clear. Yeah. So, people typically bring this backpacking and may have one or two uses for it. But man, there's so many different things you can use it for. So, are you using parachute cord or paracord to its maximum capabilities? No. That's the question we have for I'm today. I'm not. I know that. The, you, and, and I feel okay. like if you, even if you think you are, 
You can do more. I just feel like you can do more. Right. If you're going to bring it, you might as well use it, right? Yeah. I definitely feel like we don't utilize it enough. Well, a couple of things that we have, at least on my portion of the list today, I want to try this upcoming year. Yeah? Yeah. Did you write it down? My list? I didn't write it down. I used a Google Doc like we talked about, so I don't have shuffling paper like you <laughs> like to have. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay, so... I think I've got kind of an obvious Bible verse for those that know their Bible. Ecclesiastes 4.12. Though one Mm. may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly Uh, broken. Yeah. Indeed. And and this is talking about fellowship. And so while this kind of fellowship is solid, um, we're going to kind of take a literal look at the tough strands, the way that we can use parachute cord, and not Mm -hmm, so much mm -hmm. the tough strands of fellowship in the Lord. So, uh, just kind of a little play on that, but I got some fun facts about the parachute cord though. Just random fun facts. I got to cut. Well, one's not as random. One, like I just, I just, I don't know. Do you know how strong parachute cord is? Like how many pounds it can hold? Uh, it doesn't, I mean, doesn't it vary on the quality of the cord? I'll give you a hint. Sometimes it's referred to as 550 cord. Really? 550 pounds? Yeah. That's that, yeah. It's a lot, isn't it? That, that's, it seems like a lot. I mean, I'm not going to break it. That's for darn sure. Mm, not with your grip strength. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. I cannot wait for right. the grip strength. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I think it's great. I mean, it is so it is really strong, and it should be strong. Because, I mean, if you think of the things that you could and should use it for, um, if, if you're referring to a parachute, um, there's a lot of tension there, as you know. Right. Have, you ever, have you ever used a parachute, Carl? Like on skydiving? You're, or thrown somebody up in the air in that parachute game. Well, I have my friend, and it is taut. My parachute cord is taut. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just so okay. you know. Did you know that parachute cord was used by astronauts to repair the Hubble telescope? Hmm. Fun fact. Did you know that parachute cord comes in a lot of different colors, but the green is actually the strongest? Hmm. Why is that? Do we know why? I just made that one up, actually. That doesn't make any that sense. That is absurd. Those are my fun facts. That's what I got for you. So we are going to try to come up with as many different reasonable ways to use parachute cord in sometimes unexpected ways that might help you out on the trail. So mm. like we could probably count the obvious ways, right? Like hanging your food away from animals. That's, that's the obvious one. Uh, do you have any other yeah. obvious ones that people use it for? Tying their shoes, belt, maybe maybe a belt. Like a backup shoelaces, backup belt, for sure. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, so let's start, let's go with one that people might not be expecting. What's first on your list? You know, one that I thought, actually I thought about maybe, maybe trying this, is you could use it to bundle firewood up if you're collecting firewood and uh, you don't want to keep going back and forth with like two or three pieces. You could bundle up a mm. bunch, tie it together. I just do one big one big trip. So okay, simple. But I was like, I never really interesting thought about that. I mean, I guess I could do that. So I'm trying to think of how you would do that. Would you would you tie it up and then have kind of like a, a firewood leash and then throw that over your shoulder and kind of just well, there, there's a couple there's a couple like ways that I was thinking. There's one where you could like you could you could take one end of it and just wrap it around like you know wrap it around the pile of your your uh, wood and then just kind of drag it. You just drag it behind you um, at the end mm. of it, or you could just kind of uh, double or triple the lineup depending on how long it is, and then just make it a little bit less cumbersome. 
but still long and okay. then tie it all together and carry it out. Is, didn't they used to do that with horses where they would like tie off? I don't know if it's for fire specifically, but big logs. They'd kind of be. You mean use parachute cord to tie off a horse? <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? What are you talking? No, about? like the horse would. It wouldn't use parachute cord. They just have like a rope and they tie it around a piece of wood and they would like drag it through the forest. I'm just imagining your behavior is kind of like a horse, I guess. I don't know where you're going with that, but I get no. What do you what? They, I don't know. I don't even know how to respond. Okay. To that. I'm gonna overlook that. Yeah, sorry. I'm a history teacher, and I know I apparently know more about yeah parachute cord and horses. Maybe you still think like back in the horse and cowboy days they had parachute cord. You know, maybe that's right. where you're right. With that. And when I, I said know. I wasn't talking about parachute cord, I was talking about rope. You were still thinking I was mm-hmm. talking about parachute cord. So I was liking it to a horse moving a piece of wood. This is what I allow you to do. I allow you to say ridiculous stuff. Okay. And I just go along with it. And then I <laughs> look stupid. So. Okay. What's your first one? What do you got? Uh, um. Yeah, I'm just still thinking about yours. Sorry. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> that was just an interesting first one right there. Okay. So I'm gonna get really. I'm gonna get really weird. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't par, you worry. Par for the course. So I've got kind of a double first one. Two, like like <laughs> same same situation, but two different ways you can use it to kind of help yourself through the situation is if you're get, going through a pretty hefty stream crossing, you can have somebody. Mm-hmm who is the most stable person in your group, you know, using trekking poles, get across and bring their end of the cord with them to tie it off from, you know, one side to the other, like, you know, tree to tree or whatever you want to do. So that way the people that are following um, can have a cord kind of like to, to hold on to some, some sort of, you mm. know, something to brace themselves with, so to speak. Right. And the last person obviously mm-hmm. has to untie their end and kind of bring it with them. But there's some knots and things you can do to kind of make sure, you know, so you don't have to do that. But So you're saying the first and last person don't have that rope to hold on to. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not explaining this very well. There's there's a way if you if you kinda of double it back, you can you can string it through Oh yeah, I, so see, I see what you're saying. You could pull sure. it from the other side. And so it's kinda of hard to describe in a podcast, yeah, okay. but there's a way to do it that way. Um, but even if the last person just simply just doesn't tie, especially if it's a really wide crossing, so you're maximizing the length of the parachute cord just pulling on mm. that like it's still stabilized it's, it can still stabilize them as they're coming across too so stream crossing yeah. so you could do that or if you simply are concerned about just you know like maybe it's not that crazy of stream crossing but it is with a heavy backpack you can create like a zip line for your backpack and so you'd have to tie it higher on the near side and then zip the backpacks across or kind of even just push them across as you're going what was that what was that you told me a couple episodes ago about super long answers uh i mean i i i see where you're going with that i i think it's a great idea i think zip line for your backpack yeah i think okay. that's i think it's a good idea i just think you i think all of us are kind of like mm, i'd like to see that i'd like to see a visual of that you know what i mean okay so I, I kind of see where you're going with it, though. Yeah, we I, haven't I, had anything recently. It could be really like, efficient, actually. Yeah, we haven't had a major went. stream crossing, like a dangerous one, uh, in a really. while. I can't remember the last one. And so yeah. maybe the next time we do, we will we'll take some time and we'll set it up. Are you going to be okay with that? Because that's going to cost you, you know, time on the day. Unless you planned it. You could plan mm-hmm. it. We'll plan. I actually had a major stream crossing plan for last year in North Cascades, but we didn't get the permit. So bummer. Bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah. Could have done that. Uh okay. My next one is is pre- it's it's 
common sense, but I, I don't think we've really encountered this. Um, but we could possibly come across this. Um, you could use it to lower gear down like a cliff. You know, tie your backpacks and lo- lower your gear down uh, a cliff, which um, yep. we've, we've come across a couple. Like we rappelled down some stuff. Not, you know, not too big, but we've gone mm-hmm. down some like pretty gnarly cliffs. Um, no, you know what? We totally should have done this a few years ago, actually. When we were, I know, I know, I know. Strip, you're talking about. I have I, my backpack. One of my backpacks is is super torn up on the bottom because we, oh, really? we I basically wore it, dragging it down. Right. This, you know. Right. This rock formation, and it wasn't super dangerous, but it just tore it up. And if we just simply lowered the packs down, we would have been fine. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. That's actually even for safety, but also for like gear preservation. Right there. That's a good one. I like that one. Mm, yeah. So off trail specifically, right? Off trail, I mean, you know, or as needed, but I think it, it saves your backpack and it, and also too. I just remember going down that cliff and just feeling, because it was pretty steep, if I remember right. And I just remember feeling like, you know, you're not, you don't fully have all your balance with you when you have this big twenty plus thirty forty plus backpack on your back, you know. Right. So it's a little bit more dangerous, you know. My strongest memory from that is one of the guys that went was like scooching down on this massive boulder. And his his backpack was dragging behind him, and I think one of his like the pot was like you know exposed or something, and so we took a video of it because it's kind of crazy looking, hmm. and you could just hear this pot just scraping along the rock, hmm. but you couldn't see it, and so it just looked like as he's scooching his bottom across the rock, like he, it was ma- making this very metallic sound, like he had metal underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah. good stuff, right there. All right, All right, so lower it down. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, what do you Okay, got? next one. This is one I want to try this next summer. So stick with me here. You hang your food. You hide your bear canisters, whatever. You tie off okay. the paracord to some trees, but you tie it off with, like, the pots and the pans, like, on the cord, and they're, t- they're kind of touching each other. So you, you're creating a tripwire for animals like a booby trap kind of a booby well it's not you're not trapping an animal though but you're alerting it's like an alarm an sound. alarm system yeah. okay and so right. if they if they hit the wire then it like clangs the the pots and the pans or maybe you have your titanium spoon you have to take it out of the the stuff sack of course and clang clang mm. clang it alerts you like hey there's an animal in town we got to go deal with this do you like that yeah i mean i would do it but we don't really bring pots and pans but i guess we have like our stove pot Right and something else. Yeah, yeah we, anything metallic. Yeah, we can anything. do it. We could do it. I'd be down for that. So we hear the clanging. You have like three yeah. potential reactions if you hear it. Go Let ahead. me tell you what's going to happen before you even answer that. I'll I'll tell you what's going to happen. All right. You or me are going to wake up, and everybody else will continue to sleep. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to wake up. <laughs> And then I'm going to keep sleeping and somebody's going to be like, Carl, you need to wake up now and go see who's out there. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, do you hear that? Wake up. Let's go. And then Nobody we'll be else out will there. hear anything. Yeah. So here's my thought. I'm going to actually, because <laughs> I think we're going to be going into bear territory. We got to test out, you know, the Ursag versus the canisters, right? So I think I'm going to set up a camera in that area and see if the alarm system works and then see if, see if the Ursag works too while we're at it. I feel like you're just going to intentionally place a bunch of fragrant food with the Ursac and the bear canister and just see what happens. Like you want your own test. Um, yeah, but I don't want, 
I mean, unless if it's like other people's food, I'm fine with that. But I don't want my own food getting eaten, like especially. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? You know what you should do is you should bring additional chili chili mac with beef mm. and, you know, prepare it and then just leave it open inside of the ear sack. And then you can wash it later or whatever, but just see what they do. You know? <laughs> what do you mean see what they do? do bears like get, see if it, it, if it causes digestion Do, do bears problems? get gas? The bears? Do bears get gas from that? Probably. Yeah. And when, okay. <laughs> we we have a chili mac story coming up later actually so so good, oh, wow. good on that okay. one but anyway so i'm thinking yeah. we have like our jet boil we have buck knife you can get your buck knife buck knife a titanium mug you know anything metallic anything clangy right or loud sure. right or or you don't even need or you just need like well no that'd be kind of ridiculous i was gonna say you could take some small rocks and time up there and then they could hit the metal too you could yeah could you also have plastic bags yeah. even if you want to so you know like the store plastic bags Okay, so. that was another sec- a second super long answer, but I kind of contributed, so let's slide. No, I, that's that's the one I'm I'm pretty excited about. So okay, all right, we're gonna try it out this this year. Alarm system. This is this one's more for you, or okay. or for those people who like to use the outhouses uh, along the trail. You can use parachute cord to create a what I like to call a poop light or a latrine light. Where mm. you can hang it. You can hang a poop light if you need to do that, or uh, you just bring your headlamp. But if you don't have a, your headlamp with you, and you get your cell phone with you, if you don't, have, if you're not one of those people, you know, you can tie it up and bring your cell phone okay. or a flashlight or like a candle with a you candle know. holder that you string. You know, you put your forefinger through. Explain, okay, explain the poop light. So you're stringing some sort of a, a light source. Here, here's where I'm. Here's where I'm thinking it has the most use. Okay, because most of us have like headlamps or sometimes you know, cell phones, but some people don't bring cell phones, and some people may. You know, maybe it's in the middle of the night you don't have maybe you're like a flashlight person right okay. so rather than you know carry your flashlight you can you can carry it but when you get in there you can hang it up with the with the poop cord or the poop cord the parachute cord <laughs> the paracord and uh just have a light from above if you're one of those people i don't i don't to me it's like i don't think there's like maybe a huge audience for that but if right. you're somebody who who likes that then that's just another option yeah just an option okay i think that's your worst answer so far but I'll count it still. <laughs> I could elaborate for five more minutes like you, or we can keep going. Don't worry, I got some bad ones coming. So uh, this next one that I thought of relates to a story back from our August episode from Dan Becker, how he had kind of like a creepy dude wanderer into camp, and then like he didn't know how that was going to end. Mm, so yeah. if you ever have a kind of a strange encounter, you can use it to tie up bad guys. No way. Dude, that was going to be the one I had. It was handcuffs for bad guys. I, handcuffs for yeah, bad guys. handcuffs for bad guys. I think it's. I was. I was not thinking handcuffs. I'm thinking like tie them completely up, cuff their hands, right? So, so same thing. We're thinking the same thing. But no, I thought okay. I thought that was really cool. It's a really cool idea. Actually, I wanted to make fun of it, but then I'm like, oh, it's the same thing I was gonna do. So it it had hmm. it was in line with the the other one I was gonna do, which was you can you know on the opposite end of tying up the bad guys, you can also if you want to go offensive, you could you could turn it into a monkey fist. If you know what that is, a monkey fist is Mm-mm. basically where you like wrap the cord around your hand and, and create like these, uh, well, not brass knuckles, but like, you know, para, para knuckles where it's like, it doesn't hurt when you hit stuff because you have so much of this cord in front of you. It's kind of like a, oh, like a little boxing glove, like a bludgeoning weapon that you can wow, hit stuff with. It's not going to hurt as much. Violent there. Now, could you, hey. as you're tying it around your knuckles, fingers, whatever you want to 
however you want to do it, could you tie in some of your eating utensils, like your spork, Ooh, like your yeah. titanium yeah. spoon, whatever, nice. and then use it kind of like as yeah. a Wolverine kind of thing? Like That's an option. Okay. I was going to say throw throw a few small pebbles in there, and you're really going to have some damaging right. things going on here. Now, how long is it going to take you to set up? Like, the, the bad guy wanders to camp. Like, how long are you going to actually take to, to tie up your hand? Well, <laughs> too long. So you're probably going to want to do something else. But I will say, if it was like, what's his name scenario where you know the guy's outside, right? Um, then you have some time to kind of do that. So Now, would you try, if you, if you did kind of like the Wolverine setup, would you try to like look threatening, maybe cast a shadow, like a silhouette to kind of show like, hey, you're not going to want to come into camp right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Uh, that might be your option. Why don't we do, let's do like a rapid fire deal where we just kind of, yeah, you know, spout off a bunch of, you know, things that are ridiculous you can do with par- paracord. Not ridiculous. We got these are legit things. Okay, I don't think we need to discuss all these, but we could just go back and forth. They're all legit. Let's see. Let's see who's got more. I, I kind of came with my list. You've got your list. Let's just keep going until we're tapped out. All right. So, okay. uh, go for it. You go first. Uh, you can use it for to make snowshoes. Okay. I don't know. I, I thought this would be rapid fire, like kind of obvious. How are you going to use it? How are you make? I, I don't get snowshoes. How are you making the snowshoes? What are you? What are you talking about? You're tying together okay. pieces of wood with paracord and then tying right. them to your shoes. Uh, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me? I can explain. Well, that one needed explaining, too. so that's why I asked. You can use it as guidelines for a tent. Yes, okay. You can use it to make a ladder. Wrap it around. <laughs> <laughs> what are you. <laughs> Mine, self explanatory. Derek's, no idea what you're talking about. Make a la- is your brain just not okay ladder isn't exactly practical to carry with you right but you right. can use some sticks or some boards and make a perfect makeshift ladder i mean well, I, my example of a rapid fire one was like self-explanatory yours requires explanation for, for the simple mind it does you're right for the simple be mind, better for the simple <laughs> mind it, you're telling me the b&b audience is not smart enough to figure out snowshoes i think everybody would have figured out oh yeah you know i could grab some sticks on the ground and tie right. them together. So, you know. I think by season three, people are are not assuming anything about where your mind is going. And they want explanation because it's not I as clear. I think you do not give them enough credit. I think they are geniuses. So, but No, I'm giving them plenty of credit. I'm not giving you credit. I don't know if you know where credit belongs, but it's not with you. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> What's your next one? Go. Okay. My, my next one is you can use it as a clothesline. So if you're out on the trail long enough where you actually have to wash your clothes... Mm. If you get to camp early, you can let them dry out. I saw Kate Winslet do that with Bear Grylls on uh, the Bear Grylls show. Uh, (laughs) Bear Grylls show. She called it a wash line, though, but she's British. So, okay. Uh, My next one is uh, you can use it to make a hunting spear to attach, like, your rock or arrowhead to the end of the spear. Okay. If you need to hunt for whatever reason. Or Or protect. Yeah, against the bad guys. You can also use it to set a snare in a survival situation. You'd have to know what you're doing for that, though. Hmm. Oh, so you don't you don't want to you don't want to explain that? How to set a snare? Sure. Uh, next one, you can <laughs> you can use it to uh, help you create a shelter, or you know, a lean, or use some like a footprint if you have it, or a uh, tarp, or uh, any type of fabric that you want to create to tie it off to things. Is that what you're saying? 
I think that's pretty self-explanatory. It's not self-explanatory. None of yours are self-explanatory. Well, that's why I your, require and explanation. And you, <laughs> you, I feel like you, you just say the most random thing. You can use it to make an airplane. Who am I? Yeah, how? Well, obviously, you would string together pieces of metal that you'd find out there. Like, <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. Who, about? Guys, who am I? Um, hey, I want to use it to make a snare. Okay, next one. Here we go. Next one. Next one. Here we go. I was about to explain, and then you you jumped ahead to the next one. So I'm just I feel rolling sad with for you, man. Right now. All right, I'm just gonna jump in. I'm gonna do another one. Okay. Okay. You can use it to climb a tree. You can use it as a grip to climb the tree. Can you imagine doing it to climb a tree to make it easier for you? Like loop it around a branch and pull yourself up. Is that okay? That's explained. Thank you. Okay. Wow. You can use it as a dog leash because if you have your dog running off leash and you get caught by a ranger or by a fake ranger, as we talked about in our last Hmm. episode, and get reprimanded, (laughs) then leash your dog. Leash your dog. Oh, I love it. Uh, I call this, uh, you can use it to create life-saving knots, okay? So there's different knots, like if you're going to rappel down something, if you're going to like lower stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, you can use it to tie... It's life-saving knots. It, what if I have to lower you down a cliff? I need to know how to tie right. knots, obviously, but I can use it. And if I know how to do it, I can save your life. You're welcome. Okay. That's your new worst one right there. That, that's not even a thing. That's like you're just tying knots. What do you mean it's not a thing? You're using it to explain other ones you've already said. You can learn to tie basic and more advanced knots. And once you learn the basics knots, the basic knots, you can start working, you know, with the... No, I'm not going to explain this to you. Yeah, you, I, I understand. Like, like, let's practice knots. Okay, you want to because knots. okay, one thing. No, 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 let me explain. Okay, it, it's one thing for me to like loop it through my backpack and lower it. Big deal. Like, but if you're like, oh wow, you got to lower me because I broke my leg. Hopefully, you know how to do some knots, dude. Hopefully, you know how to do that, or the parachute cord is totally pointless. So that would be so your thing: is you lower somebody who's hurt in some sort of situation where you have to lower them. But the knots is just a method for whatever your answer is. You know what? I'm not going to argue with you. Whatever you think is right is right. Okay. I'll take there it. There you go. That, that's, that. that's point, Carl. Okay. About that. If you peel away the outer sheath, the inside, oh called the guts of the parachute cord, is actually very fine string slash thread, and you can use that to floss. That is absurd. You must have the most horrible teeth on the planet if you're going to take... Your time to to de, I feel like you're. That's almost counterproductive. You're gonna, you're you're gonna right. disassemble. You're right. you, I don't know why you'd ever do that. You're you're right. Right. Unless unless maybe you've been out there for so long and you just can't get a piece of something out of your teeth. You can't find a pine needle on the ground to floss. I mean, like you're gonna dis- dismantle probably the most useful item in your backpack to floss those foul teeth. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's I don't know why. You don't have to dismantle the whole thing though, right? You can just cut a piece off oh, and yeah. use it. Oh yeah, that, that won't then... ruin it at all. That won't, you know. Sh- it won't. You just burn the end of it. Yeah, well, you it. can start a fire. I don't know if you, if you don't have me there, how are you going to do it? I don't know. <laughs> okay, here we go. Next one. Suddenly we have a negative <laughs> Nancy in our podcast. <laughs> Shutting everything down. Oh, wow. All right, what's your right, You one? can use it as a fishing line if you need to go fishing. Okay? Okay. Put a little food or lure on there and go, go for it. I'm tapped out. You're done? I'm, That's it? You can make an improvised chair in the wild, like your little puffy chair. You can use some, like, uh, you know... Tie some sticks or, you know, branches horizontally and then uh, create a little chair for yourself so you don't fall in the dirt. We got a lot. So there's a lot of different ways you can use use the parachute cord. So we encourage you to use it maybe not every way that we suggested, but if maybe there's a couple there that might be helpful, maybe not Derek's. I don't know. Mine are amazing. Amazing. My friend, 
I think we have exhausted the conversation on parachute cord and somehow we did an episode on parachute cord, which is impressive because mm. it's mm. not the most appreciated item in one's pack. Underrated. I feel like, here's the thing. Here's the thing with parachute cord or para, whatever cord. Uh, I feel like a lot of these uses with the paracord like never manifest. Like on the trail, we could do a lot of these, right? But I think it's just like, meh, I'm not going to do it unless I have to do it or unless it's like an emergency or my last resort. You know what I mean? Otherwise, right. it's just like, let's just do what's easiest. Let's just do what's convenient, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I get. You're on the trail. You're tired, whatever. You want to do the quick, easy thing. But sometimes, I mean, it's nice to have it, though, if you need it. And, and we do yeah. use it a, a fair amount, I would say. I think but. most people bring it, whether they use it a lot or not, is a different issue. There's times when I've had it in my pack the whole trip, never pulled it out once or never needed to. But, you, but you, I think it's always wise to bring it, though. Yeah. And we'll talk about uh, more kind of later this month where we're shooting to go, some of our trips this upcoming year, and kind of how this might play out, because I think there's definitely some some situations where it's going to be useful. But You know, I was, I was thinking about that one more. Is like, you know, next trip when you get bored or a little crabby, <laughs> I was going to use it to kind of create like a little rudimentary swing, mm. you know, all over the branches, and you could you could kind of swing and just, you know, have some fun while we're all setting okay. up camp. Okay, I would take that. I mean, who isn't happy when they're swinging, you know? Right. I no, yeah. I'll, I will use that for sure. Carl so, in a swing. There you go. Making notes. Please set up a swing next next trip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for trivia, my friend. So, Derek, this is your trivia this week. I did two in a row. You got one this time? The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, let's do this. Okay, so this is pretty pretty simple. I think your elementary mentality can handle this. I'm proud of you. Mm. I think here's what we're going to do. We're going to come up with, I got different pieces of gear, 
Okay, I'm just going to list you off like four pieces of gear. Okay. And your job is basically just to, we all know the obvious use for the gear, right? Your job is okay. going to tell me, can you think of one or two other ways to use this piece of gear? Oh, okay. Kind of, kind of like what we do with the parachute cord. Yeah. Does it have different okay. uses? Okay. Gotcha. So Are is parachute cord going to be one of these pieces of gear? Oh, shoot. Let me cross it out. Just kidding. All right. <laughs> Here okay. we go. Here we go. Uh, item number one. Yep. Tent stakes. I have an answer right off the bat. I just don't know how, yeah, like how your, what your criteria is for, for judging this, but tent stakes have, have a lot of different uses, but the one that I've actually seen be used on the trail is I saw somebody use it as an eating utensil, digging stuff out of the, Oh yeah. What's that? You yeah. Like that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll right. pass. Okay. Uh, next one is your water bladder. By the way, with ten stakes again, you could use those as as the Wolverine, you know, weapon thing too. Yeah. Oh yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Uh, monkey, monkey fist. fist. Yep. So right. Yeah, that's a good call on that one. Okay. Yeah. Probably the most useful. I'd right. Say. Okay. Uh, your water bladder. What about your water bladder? Okay, so that one you've already shared that you wanted to use that as a pillow, right? Wasn't that your idea from a couple episodes ago? It's possible. <laughs> you can inflate it with air and or water to use as a pillow. You can use it as a, okay, so the, the main use is obviously just to kind of drink from it while you are on the trail. You can use it as water storage just, you know, to filter water and kind of pour it in while for cooking water. You can mm. use it to filter water. You can use, the, use it as kind of a makeshift gravity situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are any of these qualified as right answers? I'll I'll give you credit for like one of those. That's fine. Okay. What were you thinking? No, those are good. Those are good. Those are all good. Okay. I just want to see how far you go before I said anything. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's say you had a. Let's say you had some wet socks. Wet socks. It's been mm-hmm. raining. You're like, oh, I gotta find another use for these socks. Like, what do right. I do with wet wet socks? Ugh. Right. I'm struggling with this one because I, I just want to solve the wet sock problem, but you're not asking me to solve it. Maybe it's like maybe it's not wet because it was raining. Maybe it's soaking wet because you were sweaty. Yeah, feet sweat. All right. So I I have a feeling you're going down the road of ridiculity with this one. So I'm gonna play along. And okay. if you if your socks are soaked due to sweat, then those mm. are some pretty darn salty socks so i think if you squeeze them out to um to add a little bit of electrolytes to your food then <laughs> oh god no i wasn't going that route i was just gonna say you could <laughs> i was just gonna say you could ring them out over the fire and help put the fire out oh but, that's know. good i mean you know that's good if you want to go gross mode that's fine yeah i kind of do okay last one um and i think you can you can figure this out is let's say i just finish my chili mac with beef bag and i gotta find a different use for it i can't throw it out mm. what am i gonna do with it like is it chili mac with beef specific it's just it's got it's got like it's got remnants of the chili and the beef and whatever mm-hmm. but it's pretty much gone but you know how it's still kind of dirty besides throwing it in your trash uh besides throwing it in my trash how can it be used besides i mean you could make mm-hmm. if there's still quite a bit of remnants you could pour some hot water in there and make a chili mac soup probably wouldn't be super awesome but if you're trying to get those you know last calories down you could do that you could you could use Hmm. it as a wag bag you know there you go wag bag 
Look at you. Yeah. Now you're thinking. I was going to say you could use it as a bug trap, but I like wag bag actually better. But how are you going to use it as a bug trap? I don't know. Just leave it out and let the bugs crawl in there. <laughs> 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 can a bear fit in it? No, a bear can't fit. Sorry. <laughs> you could trap a squirrel. And you, one, could, you could use it. You could, the bugs you could use it. Here's what you could do. You could use it as bait for your snare, you know? And then the animal comes. You, yeah, that's good. I like you that. You trap a that's squirrel in your chili mac with beef bag. Survival situation. There you go. Because obviously with the bug thing, like once the bugs crawl into that chili mac bag, they're not getting out. Is that what you're saying? It's so it's so murky in there. I mean, it's it's disgusting. murky. It's just okay. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. So when you talked about kind of different uses for gear, I like that half of them were you know like a chili mac bag and then sweat soaked socks. <laughs> like that. Those are that's those are reasonable things that are very helpful for folks out there. So thanks for bringing those ones. Up. I'm trying to make you think. Okay. And I'm mean, what what do you want me to say? Sleeping bag. Oh, I can use it as you know what shelter or a, I don't know sleeping blanket or what blanket like while you're out hanging out i don't know yeah whatever okay easy well i was thinking like i don't know like trekking pole stuff sack just different okay okay i'll give you a legitimate one what do you do with a baggie full of drink mix powder on the trail (laughs) that's a legitimate i don't know because i don't bring that anymore <laughs> wise, very wise. Okay, uh, all right. That's it for me, man. Um, okay, well, I guess I got a couple you some tidbits. tidbits. Okay, I do. Okay, first tidbit is I have a chili mac story that I've been hanging on to from Mike. He sent me an MP3 and he shared his his chili mac and beef story. I guess so. Here it is. Hello, B&B. This is Mike, and I have a Chili Mac story for you guys. So you're talking to the only guy that has a 15-degree Nemo sleeping bag, and I have to sleep with a 20-degree Enlightened Equipment quilt inside of that to be able to stay warm in 50-degree weather. But luckily, I got to test it out in 20-degree weather, and it also is just as nice and toasty there, too. And that kind of leads me into the Chili Mac story. So we went in September of this last year up in the Trinity Alps, and it called for some rain and some 30-degree temperatures, so I wasn't too worried about it. And the first night we got there, we hiked in about four miles, and we got to the campsite. And a couple of months before that, I had uh, went on another camping trip in the Trinities, and I had a package of Chili Mac, and... I don't know about you guys, but I can never eat the full two servings that the bag calls for. So I always split them up into two. And I put them into plastic Ziploc bags. Well, on that trip, I didn't have the appetite that I had before. So um, I ended up not eating my two Chili Mac dinners. And they sat in plastic Ziploc baggies for the next two months until I went on this next trip in September. And let me tell you. That plastic bag taste leaks into your food. I cooked that dinner that night and ate it. And I was just, I was so hungry after the hike that I really looked past the plastic bag taste, but it wasn't very pleasurable at all. And so the temperature started dropping. We got the, we got away from the fire. My wife and I got into the tent and we both got real curled up into our sleeping bags. You know, we've got, it's a, I don't know, it's dropping in temperature, probably 34, 32 degrees. And uh, we were both mummied up in our sleeping bags and we're wrapped up in our little face holes or just the only thing popping out of the sleeping bags. And I can feel that chili mat coming back up. 
and we're having a really enjoyable conversation just talking about how our day went and the exciting stuff that we had on the hike. I start smelling it and I'm like, oh geez, there's nothing I could do. It's just that it's going to go nowhere through this polyester. It's just coming up through the face hole and I am darn near gagging on my, on, in my, in my sleeping bag. And then I see my wife's face as she's talking and then I see her make a, a pretty awful face and I'm like, oh no, she's, uh, she's experienced the chili Mac. It's, it's made its way through the sleeping bag and she just lets out this, oh my God, what is that smell? And I couldn't help but start laughing. I don't know what it is about men that turn into boys at this particular moment. But I started cracking up, and and it was more than I could handle myself. I had that sleeping bag unzipped, and I was fanning as fast as I could. There was just no way getting rid of that Chili Mac smell. But anyway, I love your guys' podcasts. I've really enjoyed the videos that you guys have been putting out, really quality stuff. I look forward to seeing more of them. Take care. Yeah, so he, there's a, kind of a lot to unpack here, and I don't know <laughs> we're going to kind of um, peel back all these layers, but that was good. So thank you for that, Mike. Really appreciate it. First question I have for you, Derek, is what do you think about the double sleep system? Like he's got the quilt and the sleeping bag because he sleeps really cold at night. Mm, I mean, that's like, I guess it's one of those like personal preference things, you know? Right. I think I'm more, I don't know, I get, if it's effective, I'd say keep doing it i think i'm more apt to like just wear layers maybe that's just me but but then again it's probably mm-hmm. more i don't know if that's bulkier back you know packing wise or not but definitely bulkier yeah i mean if you have like a small stuff sack for something like that and it's it's effective then do it yeah maybe i should even think about doing that i mean i think everybody sleeps really? differently sleeps huge you know that's like sleeps huge and i think you got to do what you got to do i don't think you sleep that cold though i mean your bag is rated to over 30 degrees so you could just simply get a warmer bag right you could yeah he was what he was saying though is he and kind of i went back and forth with him after this after he he sent this mp3 what he he was saying was he didn't want to go down to like a zero degree bag and so his system is i'm guessing has to be bulkier than a zero degree bag but it's lighter weight so the double Mm. the double up is still lighter than a zero degree bag or at least the one he was looking at so i think it's pretty wise and yeah i guess i'm not the only one out there that, that kind of gets cold easily and so he suffers as well but yeah. sounds like he's got a solution for that but that wasn't the solution for his chili max or that kind of he had the plastic taste issue we could Ugh. i don't maybe we'll get that to get to that later but he so he had the chili mac and he was completely bundled like in his bag and that was insufficient uh. to keep the stench back yeah no you can't you can't keep that out there's no way it's you're just you're, right. you're creating like a dutch oven in your own sleeping bag that you're it's torture it's, it's yeah really but he's is. he's with his wife so obviously he's gonna want to like be in the same tent as his wife right i, I just think mike poor planning you, you're with your wife and you bring in chili mac with beef that's mistake number one right there poor woman yeah well, he, he's obviously learned from that but that's okay. not you know like like hindsight's 2020 right it so is. whatever true. like like this is over so my question now is like what's what can we do about this now, right? So, like, how how should like the obvious thing is not to eat chili mac with beef on a future trips, especially when you're sharing a tent with his wife. But his wife had already had to 
endure the situation. So is there any sort of like recourse that she has? She brings Chili Mac with beef. He does Exactly. Yeah, payback. Exactly. So I think, should we send him, or send his wife really, a package of Chili Mac with beef for next year? Mrs. Mike, Mrs. Mike, whatever your name is, we're going to send you (laughs) Chili Mac with beef if you let us. Um, Payback in full. Yeah, I think that's only fair. Or they just have it out and both eat it and just go go gangbusters you know what i mean so right do you buy the big do you buy the big like mountain house pack from costco no you know i i have not found that at my costco i don't know if my costco carries it okay i think yours does because you're in colorado obviously yeah and that comes with chili mac all right so yeah so mike yeah send us your address and your wife's name and we'll get her some so she can have chili mac revenge if you want to prevent this from happening, then don't send your address. Mike, Mike, yeah, I know. And Mike, if you love your wife, you let it happen. It's true love. True love, Mike. True love. True love. Any more tidbits for us? And that, my friend, is all I got. That was beautiful. Uh, guys, thanks again for joining us. We will see you next time on the B&B. And remember, guys, if Carl is using floss from his paracord, do not break your leg because you'll have nothing to help yourself with. Have a good one. <laughs> I want to fly around the world. So yeah, guys, there is another there's another paracord use, guys. Um it uh Carl Carl's a problem. Okay, he's every time on the trail. Uh, and I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for him because you know he gets a little cranky. I, I mentioned the swing, I mentioned the tire swing. I think you know what I want to do is just create like a little uh, kind of like like a rocky punching bag. You know, maybe tie some paracord around a rock and just let him hit it, but not tell him there's a giant rock in there, and just see, just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Let the fun begin. Through the Blackwater Bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.